you're listening to the Starseed Lounge with me, your host, Tristan Browning. I am a psychic medium, mentor, spiritual manifestation coach, and a quantum hypnotherapist. Just by listening to this podcast, you're raising your frequency and expanding your consciousness. Through channeling and trauma-informed psychic mediumship, you'll be activated deeper into your own power as a limitless soul here on Earth. I'm here to help you explore your true innate soul wisdom, let go of what's holding you back, and align yourself to your highest motherfucking timeline. Let's go, baby. All right, so we're starting off with an oracle card pull. The card that I picked for us today is Admit Your Vulnerabilities. And the message that came through, it like made me think of my girl, Brene Brown. And how that woman, her perspective, her angle on vulnerability changed my motherfucking life. I used to think that there was so much pride and stoicism stoicism in being strong and having walls up and being independent and not needing anybody. When in reality, by our very nature, we are social connected animals. Yeah, we're animals. Like, think about it. And so when we are isolating ourselves by putting up walls in any area of our life or with certain people or whatever it is, boundaries and walls are different. So we'll get into that. But when we're doing that, sorry, the card's flying out of my hand here. We are disconnecting ourselves from others. We are disconnecting ourselves from others. And when we're disconnecting ourselves from others, we're disconnecting ourselves from ourselves, from source, because we are everything. We are all one. And so that can happen as a result of different traumas, different belief systems, like believing that it's weak to share how you're actually feeling in certain circumstances or to believe that to let people in on how you feel innately with people that are safe, of course, um, that that makes you a target and it makes it easier for other people to attack you. And here is the thing is we hold so much more power than we think, but we stop ourselves at the wall. Rather than like breaking that wall down, being real, being open, and owning ourselves, and having boundaries, and not being afraid to communicate when shit gets awkward, or if, (laughs) I like how I say it with the assumption that it gets awkward. (laughs) And when you have those tools, which is a whole other recipe that we can maybe talk about one day, Um, then you're able to open your heart, speak your truth with love and confidence. Your throat chakra, your heart chakra, and your solar plexus are all connected, acting in unison so that you can be your most authentic self and also have your own back should you need to so that you feel safe enough to be vulnerable because you know that you'll always protect yourself should the need arise. But if we're coming at things from the level of having our heart closed and feeling this disconnect and feeling afraid to truly let people in, and of course there's varying levels and circumstances where we should do this and not do this, depending on like professionalism or whatever. This is so complex, but (laughs) here I am simplifying it. So if we're if we're like stopping at the wall aspect, we're not allowing ourselves to even begin to connect because it is scary. It is super it can be scary. You know, I shouldn't say it is, it can be. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. And so how that can look is say for instance, you're meeting some new people, you're in an, a group of new people and somebody says something and then you 
just share kind of like a personal open story like we're not being like emotional here like we're just kind of like being chill sharing a story about ourselves that's like real and honest and just like short and sweet whatever and it's just kind of a bold audacious thing to share I mean this is hard because there's certain things that are just like TMI <laughs> you know what I mean but anyways when you're open about things or you're open about something and you relate to somebody else, it helps them to soften their own walls usually as well because they're like, oh, this person isn't as threatening as I thought and maybe they're down to earth and they're open. And say like, say though, say though that you responded and then they said something back to you and you just kind of felt in your body like, oof, like, I don't know why, but that felt offensive. Um, what you could do is just say, oh, like, what do you mean by that? You know, or like, oh, did, like, it sounds like you're saying that. Is that true? Or you can say like, sorry, what did you say? <laughs> Which is like a really good one for people to repeat what they said because then they know they sounded like an asshole. But if they didn't, they'll clarify, right? And so maybe we have like a trigger in there because there have been instances where somebody has said something like that to us as an insult, but this person is actually not saying it as an insult. They're being genuine. And so checking in with ourselves and being like, did this person insult me or is this my own shit? That's kind of like a first step. And then clarifying if you need to, but not making it weird. Like, you know what I mean? Like making it a joke. It's all a fucking art really, which is why this is tricky to navigate. But having lightheartedness around it all is really the place to start because say they didn't mean anything by it. And you're just like, well, what did you mean by that? Then it's like, you just set the tone for like a really awkward vibe, <laughs> you know? So admitting your vulnerabilities can also, you know, another message that's coming is it can also mean like knowing when you need support, knowing when you need help and allowing yourself to open up to receive that. I have so many clients that tell me like, nobody takes care of me. I'm the only one that takes care of me and I've been neglecting myself. Usually these are women in their masculine energy like way too much and they have sky high walls and they feel that their their role is to take care of others and that's the only not the only but that's a large part of what makes them feel valuable right and so because of that they have a hard time receiving and I know because I used to be that girl and now having a baby and literally this is a fun story I tell, I'll tell you another day, but breaking both of my ankles and separating fully my shoulder in a snowboarding accident, um, it really taught me to learn how to ask for help because I was in a position where I needed it and I had no option. I mean, I guess I had an option where I could just like super struggle, but I hit breaking points. So I was like, okay, I, I really do need to ask for help here. I remember actually one of my friends... I was moving out and she really wanted to help me, my friend Janelle, and I was like, oh no, I'm good, I'm good. And I was literally fucking manhandling a couch by myself downstairs, like what? Uh, I look back at myself and I'm like, why did I do that? But anyway, we're not here to judge, we're here to love. And so I broke my ankles and my shoulder and then I finally was like, hey, do you mind helping? And she's like, yes. She's like, you know, I wasn't glad that you got hurt, but I was glad in the way that finally I knew you would ask me for help. <laughs> I was like, wow, thinking to myself like, hmm, I should probably not let it get that bad before I actually ask for help. 
So if this is resonating with you, just know that reciprocity, meaning like give and take, is a really healthy energy to be in. And again, coming back to like friendship and true connection, when you allow yourself to have reciprocity where you're serving others and letting them serve you, it actually really strengthens your bonds with the people around you because they innately feel that they're giving you value as well. And if they're not, then maybe they're just not your people, you know? And Or maybe you're not allowing it, or maybe you're downplaying it, or maybe you're saying, I'm fine, I don't need help, or don't worry about me. So if you're doing that, you gotta stop. Um, there's certain instances where it's like, yeah, okay, whatever, you can say that. But also be open and receptive and grateful for the help. That's another thing, is oftentimes we reject receptivity by like, just saying like, oh, no, no, it's good, whatever. When in reality, we should receive it and say thank you because that makes the other person feel really fucking good usually. For example, compliments. For the longest time, I had a hard time receiving compliments. And because of that, it actually, I think it made people feel like less, I don't know, it's just more awkward. Like what, what feels better to you? Hey, I really like your hair. And then the person says, oh oh my gosh yeah it's nothing like i i just got it done da 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 like i spent 300 dollars on it oh it was just like so much money blah, blah blah like don't mention it versus like oh thank you so much i really appreciate that the frequency is different right when you're receiving it with gratitude you're actually raising the frequency of the exchange and of the connection and you're receiving that into your own energy and into your own mind which is just so powerful so those are the layers of the oracle card that are coming to mind and now a life update so lately i am really on the energetic wavelength of content like abraham hicks and it's interesting because you may find this as well if you're on a spiritual journey already that sometimes you resonate with certain content and then sometimes you don't and sometimes you may get into your 3d world meaning like your physical reality just so ingrained in your physical reality that you're not connecting with spirit you're not connecting with the fact that you are a limitless conscious creator in like human form here on earth creating your reality all the time <laughs> and just like giggle sorry that sounded kind of condescending it was more like a wow like mind freaking blown and so this is what i feel called to share about that is that sometimes when we're just treading water and we're maybe a little bit traumatized or in our emotions or our nervous system is not regulated um, and we're not feeling as expansive it can be easy to be really focused on our third dimension and to create reality from a place of lack or scarcity or feeling like we're not in control of our life. And in reality, we are. But, you know, nervous system regulation, not feeling emotionally stable, all these other things can really make us feel like we're just, like I said, treading water. We're not actually like swimming or thriving or chilling on a boat, you know? And so what I'm noticing personally is that I experienced what we might call postpartum depression. And through experiencing that, and prepartum, I don't know if that's a thing, but I also experienced it when I was pregnant. Um, I think a large part of all of it was that I had really bad 
I shouldn't say bad. I experienced body dysmorphia and like body image issues. I just like literally, I loved being pregnant and I miss it a lot now. But at the time, especially in the second trimester, I just felt like a burrito. Like I was like, I don't even look pregnant. I just look overweight. And that's fine. But for me, in my own physical body, it just did, it doesn't feel good. Like, I like it when my body feels toned and tight and good. Like, I love that. And so for me to be expanding in that way, it was, like, really hard for me to acclimate myself to that. And then other days it was like, yeah, I love my body. And then moments it was like, ugh. And so anyway, that kind of all contributed. And then just, like, a bunch of other things that we're not going to dive into. But when I experienced coming out of that in... January so a couple months ago a few months ago um I it was like a whole new world a whole new world (laughs) and I began like this is where I can start say say you're having a, a, a challenging time getting into like the conscious creator expanded visionary manifestation mode Sometimes you have to build up your frequency to get to that place. And the way you do that is making the choice. So it may start by just literally deciding, like, I'm going to quantum leap. I am going to shift my reality and shift my frequency. And when you're in a low vibrational state, it can feel really hard and heavy and shitty to start doing that because it's easier to just feel like a victim or you may be going through something really emotional. Uh, Maybe you don't have the support, again, admitting your vulnerabilities. So like for me, what was helping me is that I started to just realize what was happening. I also um, began going to therapy and I don't always recommend therapy because there's just not a lot of great therapists and that's like not me shitting on therapists. It's just my experience and what I've heard just what every person I know tell me. I was lucky because I've had really good therapists. But um, I started just like finding someone neutral that I could share my experiences with and talk things through and just be validated and just let go of old shit. And that was really helpful. I also used some plant medicine and I journeyed with that um, with mushies and that was really helpful as well it helped me to release emotional energy and expand into a new version um i was doing a lot of somatic um like hip movements because especially through pregnancy and birth and postpartum um as women we can get a lot of energy stuck in that area and um that is our life force. Like that is literally our creative, passionate fire center. And so when there's trauma, like I experienced what we might call a birth trauma, though I'm rewiring that currently. Um, because of that, I had like locked in energy that was like just stagnant and rigid. And when you have that rigid energy in your divine feminine center, or divine masculine if you're a guy it can really it can really separate you from being a conscious creator because that is literally your creation center 
right? That is your creativity. That is how you put things out in the world, how you play with imagination, how you begin to expand. And so one of the ways I see it is that sometimes if you're not ready to go to the next level or say you like, you don't even resonate with Abraham Hicks, but last year you were like dummying it all the time and it was shifting you and you loved it and you totally resonated. And then all of a sudden you're just like, fuck, that is so annoying. Like, that's not true. It's not what I'm seeing happening in my reality. Chances are your frequency has shifted. And that's not to say that like everyone should love Abraham Hicks, but there is a certain resonance with the messaging and with um, just what's being shared in like those channeled messages that does resonate at a higher vibration. And higher doesn't mean better, but higher can mean easier and it can mean more flow. And so I'm not here to bypass the fact that being high vibration literally makes your life fucking easier because it does. And I think that's something that we can like glaze over in the spiritual world where it's like, oh, you know, it's not always high vibes and it's not, but there is a recipe to maintain frequencies and to work through things quicker and to like, not quicker, but with more ease, right? I think that's one of the main differences that I even personally notice is that when you feel like you're more in flow, it's like you're able to handle shit differently and move through it with more ease and you're manifesting quicker because you have less resistance in general and your mind and your consciousness are more expanded, which creates your reality. So there's a few different messages in there, but my life update is that I'm so happy to share that I'm went from like the traumatized fairy in my 3d world feeling like a victim to now being back not even back but like forward into a frequency that feels just like a lot more abundant a lot more expanded um I'm being reminded of my own consciousness my own neural pathways the way that I create my reality my own health all kinds of stuff like I've been learning a little bit about I think it's called germ they call it GMN, GNM, but it gets like the social media and stuff. They don't like that word because it's healing a lot of people. So if you don't know what I mean, just go Google it. But um, these concepts like, you know, going back to like Louise Hay and how she taught affirmations and switching your frequency and thus switching your health. And maybe that's actually what we'll talk about in this this podcast. I mean, that's what I've spent half the podcast already talking about but when you one of the things I downloaded recently is that when you shift so this is like the juiciest fucking topic that I channeled and I was like whoa so my friend Emily shared Healy with me and to be honest I haven't used it as much as I have intended to and so I've been exploring where the resistance is or why I'm not making time for it But anyways, um, what I was learning and realizing and downloading from the universe is that say you take medicine or you use a frequency specific or microcurrent device. I cannot remember what it is. It's frequency specific microcurrent device. I do believe that is what it is. Um, So when you're using a tool like that, a vibrational tool or a crystal that's charged a certain way or you start flipping your neuro pathways by thinking different thoughts, showing up in the world differently, embodying different ways of being, which is how we quantum leap, you are literally 
it's not that you're healing your body or changing things here through your physical reality. You are literally using resonance to shift timelines. So when your body is experiencing feeling unwell and then you do something or something shifts where you feel better, it's because you've shifted into a timeline where your body is healed. Isn't that fucking crazy? So one thing I should have prefaced with is that we have, there's unlimited realities all happening at the same time. And one of the easiest ways to describe that that I like to share is if you imagine like this huge ass infinite book and it's like laying down on its spine and all of these chapters and pages are happening parallel to each other and you can it's like one of those goosebump books <laughs> who's with me here my 90s babies um where you like hop from page to page on this wild adventure and like when you make a choice here it takes you to this other page oh my god this is the best analogy it's like a choose your own adventure goosebumps book <laughs> except way more fun and less scary <laughs> um if you don't know goosebumps was like i don't know it was meant to be scary i didn't really find it that scary but it was like kind of like a horror book for teenagers so anyway they were the bomb, like scholastic book fairs. Oh my God, don't get me started. I got myself started. <laughs> okay, so our timelines are infinite. It's like this book that is spanning out into the distance. You can't even see the end of it on both both ends. And we are one of the pages in the book. That is the reality, the timeline that we're on. Our body looks a certain way. Our, um, our home looks a certain way. Our vehicle looks a certain way. Our, the amount of money in a bank account looks a certain way, our health looks a certain way, our job looks a certain way, all this shit, where we live, whatever. And on a chapter parallel to that, you may be completely different. Your body might look different, your face might look different, your spouse might look different. Like, it's wild. But I'm like, how can we keep this simple? Um, basically when you like say you take um a herb that helps calm your nervous system like ashwagandha this is not medical advice i've been taking that lately to help with like um adrenal stuff to like help with my energy anyway and so when you take a herb the herb resonates at a certain frequency also when you start really getting into it your consciousness and your awareness and your thoughts about that thing also resonate at a certain frequency and so when you're ingesting it and it becomes part of your own cells and part of your own energy you're actually using that resonance of that you know herb to shift your own resonance to shift your own frequency to align with the frequency of that herb and that puts you into a different timeline because your frequency is being shifted and when you shift your frequency you are on a different timeline. And so one other way to look at it is like um, out in front of you and beside you, there's like all of these pathways, all of these trails, and they all represent infinite realities that are happening beside you. And when you take that herb or you make that choice or you do that thing, it shifts you onto one beside you where things are just a little bit different. And so with quantum leaps, you may shift more. So say you take 
ashwagandha, for example, again, not medical advice, and say it helps um, just calm your nervous system a bit. And you find that because of that, it's helping you to show up differently in your relationships. And you're just noticing that like everything in your life feels more calm. That's because you've shifted realities into a calmer reality, right? And then say you didn't take it the next day and your you know your frequency wasn't locked in at that frequency you might shift back to where you're more tired more strung out whatever right um or you may not but your awareness of it too impacts how it affects your frequency sorry i was choking on some water oh no not even water oh my gosh i don't know why i said that it's getting a little distracted because i'm looking at the phone as it's recording yes i'm recording this on a phone which is wild because I put this off thinking I needed to use my microphone and everything and now I'm literally just sitting here as my baby is sleeping at midnight recording this. But uh, that is neither here nor there. Mostly just sharing that so that you understand too that like if you wanted to do something like this or there's something that you think you need to have like big fancy equipment to do, you really don't. Just start with what you have, where you're at, whatever is easiest, right? So anyway, with the quantum reality stuff and the pathways and everything the more you shift your consciousness and your frequency the more you will shift your reality so you will step instead of like going one page over you go like 17 chapters over where you're like in a whole different reality where maybe you have a completely different home a different car or whatever and because of our human limitation, not even our human limitations, but because of the way that we as a species are targeted for like being hypnotized essentially and not aware and not made to be aware of how fucking powerful we actually are and the fact that we create our reality, um, we, our mind can fight against the idea or the notion that we can shift to that level and so quantum shifting or quantum leaping or quantum jumping whatever we want to call it here it can be challenging because if you're someone who struggles to control your thoughts and to control your nervous system then you may be at the mercy of those tools and I call them tools because that's what they are. When you learn the difference, or if you already know, the difference between collective consciousness, like universal wisdom, like the smartest, like God, we could call it, that wisdom is so much smarter than our brain. And that's why when a person channels, like when I channel, or Abraham Hicks, or Sanaya Roman, I really like her, when you channel, the information that comes through is so next level that it's like, I couldn't have thought that up with my little brain. <laughs> like That's why it's so powerful to have your crown chakra open, which is your connection to downloaded, channeled wisdom from the universe. Um, and so when we surpass and learn to use the brain as a tool and control the thoughts, we become more limitless. Because our mind is always trying to keep us safe. And sometimes in doing so, it actually limits us, which I'm sure you can understand and relate to. Um, because 
our mind thinks the same thoughts in a cycle over and over and we think like 10, 20, 30,000 thoughts and we're doing the same thing every day or some people are and so when you're doing that the same day or sorry, the same thing every day thinking the same thoughts it's not really expanding you and so using your mind as a tool and noticing your thoughts we call that metacognition and I know I said at the beginning of the podcast I simplify complex terms and I do and you may have to listen to this one or two or three times if you feel called to to like really let it all absorb because I'm covering a lot of ground here um but this is really a simple way to explain it because the shit is so fucking complex and infinite right so this is just also a beautiful reminder I want to share that too if this is stuff that you already know that's awesome just use it as a reminder there's a reason that this messaging is coming up for you right now there's a reason that I'm feeling called to share this there's a reason that this is on my heart and so controlling the mind meditation super key um but also maybe using supplements like lion's mane again not medical advice (laughs) Um, or different practices, whether it's breath work, EFT, cold bathing, whatever. Ice bath, ice bathing, cold bathing? I think I just made cold bathing up, but anyway. <laughs> um, sorry, just adjusting myself on this chair. I've been sitting here for a little while recording. So using your mind, your nervous system too, right? Your nervous system is your primal body. And when your primal body, your human body, your physiological body is in like a fight flight freeze or fawn stage which is basically like high stress or unregulated or just feeling like a little frazzled it's really hard can be really hard to like i said earlier get your head above water right so if you're finding that you're kind of stuck in that stage where you're like really stressed out about things and you feel like you're at the mercy of your life and you're not controlling your life and you're just like trying to get through the day um i honor you so much and i'm just sending so much love to you in this time because that shit is not easy but just know that there's more there's more but wait there's more (laughs) and sometimes when you're super super low vibration the only thing you have energy to do is maybe listen to a chakra meditation as you sleep or something something easy But the point is you want to start like climbing this ladder of raising your frequency. And the more you do, the more it ripples out, the more things shift for you. And so, I like how I just keep saying, and so. (laughs) Um, I just both said it again. (laughs) So when you're rippling out this energy, it it can take a little while for your third third dimensional reality to catch up and that's why people give up so easily on things like meditation or breath work or EFT tapping I have so many students that I've taught um, intuitive and psychic development to in the starseed lounge which is also a course that I offer um, like twice a year and so many of these students god bless them they we, we focus on meditation and I'm like you if you want to develop Unfortunately, unfortunately, meditation is pretty key. 
And if that doesn't work, try breath work or try something, but have some, you know, time where you're sitting in your power, as we call it, when it's mediumship, but like literally just intentional time to connect with spirit and to notice that you're having thoughts. Because what that does is it raises awareness to the fact that you're having thoughts and then you can begin to question them. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, psychic development. Yeah. So I'll have students that say, they're like, okay, so I've been meditating for like three days now, but it's kind of frustrating because I can't see anything or nothing's happening. And I get it because even myself, I will fall out of the practice and get back into it. And it's honestly, the way I like to explain it is it's like going to the gym and then you stop for a while and then you go back and you're like wow i can't do a pull-up anymore not that i could personally ever do a pull-up i got a booty i'm not strong in the arms here but it's like expecting yourself to be tip top when you haven't been practicing meditation is a practice spirituality is a practice staying in the mind frame of being a conscious creator is a practice and it can take dare i say a little bit of discipline but it gets to be fucking fun right I was saying that to a coaching client today, and I'm like, I know that everything I'm sharing here tonight can be overwhelming, but this gets to be easy. It gets to be fun, you know? It doesn't have to be so tangled up. It's just, I'm kind of like laying the foundation here to switch your perspective, right? I'm talking to you now. That's not what I was saying to her, but that's what I'm doing, right? Is I'm, I'm just like, planting all these seeds and connecting all of these different ways to look at this so that one might fire for you and you're like fuck yeah that resonates or that makes sense or maybe it clicks later on you know when you're just going about your day and you're like fuck yeah i get it like i remember because that's what this is right this is soul rememberings your soul already knows everything that i'm sharing with you you know like i said earlier there's a reason that you're here there's a reason that you're listening it's because this is a soul reminder And as you remember and are reminded, you start to shift into that frequency of knowing that you are a conscious creator. And I also feel called to say that this isn't, this isn't just like fluffy spirituality. This is true. This is backed by science. I've had so many people in my life, God bless them, (laughs) that were like, oh, manifestation isn't real because basically because they had no evidence of it being real or they didn't fully understand it or they weren't open to understanding it at that time and the truth is we are always manifesting and I've tried to explain to certain people that it's literally proven by quantum physics and the fact of the matter here is that If people aren't open to believing in manifestation, they're not going to be open usually to understanding quantum physics. They're just kind of like shutting the whole thing down because it feels too fluffy, right? Or it feels too like not tangible, which I totally fucking get. Also preface, um, for those that don't know me, if you don't know me, hello, nice to meet you. (laughs) Um, I, I am a skeptic. I know. I should not claim that. In the past, I was very skeptical by nature. But it wasn't skeptical in the fact that I doubted everything. It was skeptical in the fact that I really wanted to see what felt the most true for me. And 
I explored a lot of different things and as always, the more I explored, the less I knew and the more I started to see that so many different things I was learning were all connected and it all came back to energy. No matter if I was studying quantum physics theory or business mindset or psychology um, and even psychology, like those things can be a little outdated still. But no matter if I was studying those things, it all came back to energy and um, managing our own mind frame and managing, I would say more recently people are talking about managing your state through nervous system regulation, right? And then consciously creating. It's a beautiful recipe. <laughs> and I'll post it on my blog. <laughs> you ever see, well I'm sure if you've ever looked up a recipe, it always makes me laugh because they're like, talking about how at the beginning you're just like okay I just want to make some like bagels and you go to look at the recipe but you have to like read about how they ran out of sugar and then they had to go over and ask Mary if she had sugar and she said yes but I'll be right back because my child just broke their arm and oh I just couldn't believe that he broke his arm and, and then we came back and she gave me the sugar and she was crying and I was just consoling her and then I called my husband and he he picked her up some flowers and then we came back to the house and we didn't have time to finish the bagels but then I made them today and <laughs> sorry I really went off there <laughs> like it just makes me laugh because it's like I get it it's a blog but it, like there's always like a story and I'm like lady I love it I love that you're sharing and I know there's people that read this but how do I make a bagel now they have like the jump to recipe thing which is great for us that don't want to read about that but and it just kind of made me laugh because I'm like, hey, I'm just here to simply make a bagel. But they're like, you must read about my day. <laughs> uh, I sh I'm not like shitting on people that blog here. I just want to say that. It's just funny because I blog too. And I know a lot of people don't ever read it. And that is okay. But I don't post recipes at the bottom. So <laughs> maybe I should. That could be fun. I make a lot of creative things, like my cacao drink, which maybe I'll share with you guys. Super hard opening and a great way to start your day. Maybe I'll get like a cacao sponsorship. Hmm, that could be fun. Okay, so I'm feeling called to end the discussion there and go to bed. My baby has been sleeping for hours now, which is incredible, and I'm so proud of her for that. And yeah, just have a little sleepy sleep and get back to you all to you i say you all but it's like i don't know i don't like in podcasts when people are like all right everyone and it's like wait do you think there's a crowd of us listening because it's just me alone in my truck <laughs> you know so this is me telling you have a great day night morning whatever it is whatever it is remember that you are a conscious creator and even if it's hard to believe that right now or even if there's like an inkling of you that knows it and wants to like deepen that just keep focusing on ways to monitor your own thoughts to regulate your nervous system and listen to content and absorb things that make you feel really fucking good and just notice that because every little thing that pulls you in a direction that doesn't feel good is pulling you I don't even like to say out of alignment, but it is. It's kind of pulling you, it's pulling you into a frequency that's less easy. And we want you to have the most easy experience that you can. And I also want to say, <laughs> there's so many like prefaces here and piggybacks, but 
easy doesn't mean that life won't be interesting and exciting and fun and still challenging. It just means that you will move through life with more grace and you will struggle as existentially a lot less and you will be able to live your highest joy because you're being provided the abundance and the opportunity and the people and the joy and the bliss that is your birthright and it's pretty fucking amazing so i love you and remember that you're fucking incredible and i will talk to you soon bye